CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Mark Striegel. John Astronomy. The Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Mark Striegel talking to you solo today. Boy, I had a blast doing that last live show with John Astronomy, Bud Friendly, and the gang over at Bionic. I wanted to mention a few things that uh, I said that were wrong during that. Abby, I think her name is Abby Gennett, 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 I'm not sure, uh, married to Brett Scallion's, uh, the singer of Fuel. She, I think in the last live show in one of those those hours, I said that she was not on VH1 and MTV2. That, of course, was wrong, and after I said it, I, I did remember that. So uh, my apologies to uh, anybody who was listening to that, who who took offense to that. I wasn't trying to um, cut her down or in any way, shape, or form. So she definitely has a ton of television experience, MTV2, VH1, Fuse, and also had a great band I remember seeing a few times called Slunt. So not sure what's going on with them today, but I know uh, at one point, I think John interviewed them for the Talking Metal podcast. So anyways, uh, of course, wrong on that. And uh, Thin Lizzy, I think Victor uh, Ruiz uh, pointed out on the uh, the forums, uh, Marzeri from the Mars Attacks podcast, uh, that Thin Lizzy currently has two original members in the band. I think I had said one. So there you go, guys. I uh, wanted to plug uh, Joey's Wrestling Podcast. He's checked in with me. He's actually a big fan of the Mark Striegel Show podcast. Joey, thanks for listening to that. And it sounds like you listen to Talking Metal, too, so thanks for uh, all your support. Anyways, check Joey out if you're a wrestling fan. He is at cnjradio.com, cnjradio.com. I will link that through today's show notes on talkingmetal.com. And that's for all you wrestling fans out there. Uh, Joey does a wrestling podcast, so check it out. Big news in the hard rock world. Of course, Vinnie Vincent a few weeks back 
arrested, domestic dispute, and um, I guess uh, hit his wife, possibly, allegedly. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? It sounds like he's denying that. He released a statement, truly, really one of the first times we've heard from Vinny in a while. It sounds like this whole incident with, with Vinny and his wife, uh, actually, if you read between the lines in his statement, I'm I'm guessing, this is all guesswork, I'm guessing it somehow brought him back in touch with his daughters. Now, I believe Vinny has two twin daughters. He used to live up in Connecticut. And his wife, get this guy's his his ex his ex wife or you know I I don't know if they were married at the time this happened or or not but uh, the the mother of his two his his two uh, daughters was murdered and um, very tragic you know no matter how you look at it and uh, anyways uh, in Vinny's current statement it sounds like he referenced something about reuniting that this horrible incident has reunited him with uh, family or someone people he hasn't he's been out of touch with so maybe that was his two daughters or who knows who knows but you know when you get your face on tmz and kind of some negative shit written about yeah i'm sure your family starts reaching out to you so listen um no matter what you say, we, you know, we've always joked about Vinnie Vincent and some of the rumors that fly around. He's obviously a very private guy. Um, who knows how in touch he is with the online community where most of these rumors fly around. Um, but, you know, it, it sounds like this whole thing really shook him up. And they found three dead dogs or four dead dogs or something on his property. And, and apparently his people were like, oh, my God, he's killing dogs. Well, that's not the case. Apparently he actually has many, many dogs and, and he would go to, I guess, kill shelters and rescue these dogs uh, from being killed. And, and apparently one of them was quite violent, which is, is a, a discussion we've had on the Mark Striegel Show podcast uh, about shelter dogs. But anyways, um, apparently one of them was quite violent and actually killed some of the other dogs, and he felt terrible about it. So I, I would love to see Vinny make a public appearance somewhere. It would be great to actually see and hear him talk um again and uh you know he's not a young man i i would think that there's probably not a lot of new music left in him although he may disagree and like to think so but i mean we haven't you know really heard that much from him in in many years so anyways um let's let's hope let's put aside all the the silly nasty rumors we've heard about Vinny and just hope that uh he gets things back on track and, you know, so many people love love the stuff he was involved with in KISS, you know, especially that Lick It Up record. And, of course, he was even, you know, did writing on Revenge. So it'd be nice to to see Vinny resurface and and come out and give an interview so the fans could, could hear from him once again. Ozzy Osbourne released the, I guess, reissues, re-re-reissues of Diary of a Madman and, and Blizzard of Oz and, of course, Bob Daisley's bass and Lee Kerslick's drums are back on those records. I just got mine. I ordered it from Ozzy's website. Uh, I ordered the Legacy Edition of Diary of a Madman uh, from his website, The I think the day they came out, actually, and it took like close to two weeks for me to get it in the mail. It came yesterday. And the packaging, I think, is just awesome. 
the diary version of it includes a full live concert, a bonus CD, if you will, and just all sorts of great pictures and stuff. Uh, I saw Eddie Trunk tweeted that he was uh, shocked or something that Bob Daisley's picture was not included in, in either of the reissues for Blizzard or Diary. I mean, come on, man. Of course, Bob Daisley's picture is not going to be included. Quite frankly, Bob Daisley's picture was not on the original vinyl release of Diary of a Madman. It was Rudy uh, and and Tommy, uh, and of course, Lee and, and Bob played on the record, but Rudy and, and Tommy had their pictures on it. I mean, it's like after all the, the shit Daisley has given Ozzy through the years with lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, you know, reconciling, working with him, and then turning around and suing him once again. I mean, if you read Ozzy's book, I mean, it sounds like the guy has just been a constant thorn in the side of Ozzy throughout Ozzy's career. And uh, no matter whose side you on, you're on, why would Ozzy put Daisley's picture on this out, on either of these reissues? Especially when you look back at their relationship. I, I mean, I'm not surprised whatsoever. It is nice, I think, to have the original bass and drum tracks restored to the album. I think that's great, you know? So let's just be happy with that and move forward. Ozzy, of course, in his uh, autobiography, said that he was against re-releasing the, tra- the uh, Diary and Blizzard album without Bob and Lee's tracks, but that um, I guess, I think he kind of pawns it off on Sharon. He, he says that, you know... She, management and Sharon had their reasons for for wanting to do it. So Ozzy has gotten his way. The original tracks are restored. And uh, let's check one out right now here on the Mark's... Let's check one out. I almost said Mark Striegel show. You know, when I sat down here, I wasn't sure if I was going to do a Mark Striegel show or Talking Metal. But we are doing Talking Metal right now. Let me... uh Mention, if you don't know the Mark Striegel Show, it's available at markstriegelradio.com in the podcast section, also on iTunes. Anyways, let's check out a track off of Diary of a Madman right now on Talking Metal. Here's a little sound sample of You Can't Kill Rock and Roll.
Kill Rock and Roll by the one and only Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, back to the Bob Daisley stuff. I, I feel like I'm one of the only, you know, few out there who side with Ozzy on this whole issue. But, I mean, you know, Frank Sinatra didn't write his lyrics either. Neither did Elvis Presley. You know, it's like, come on. Give, give him a break. The reason Ozzy is Ozzy Osbourne, the reason these two records, Blizzard and Diary, are so great, are because of Ozzy's voice, Ozzy's melody lines, which I personally believe he wrote most of the melody lines, and Randy's just insane, revolutionary guitar playing. That's that's the bottom line. That's what makes these records so great, in my opinion. Did Daisley and, and, and Lee Kerslick's drums contribute? Sure, somewhat, but I mean... The major, major selling points and what makes these albums so good to me is the combination of Ozzy Osbourne's voice with Randy Rhodes' guitar playing. And that that's that. I mean, if, if Bob Daisley is so freaking amazing and responsible for everything that he claims to be responsible, like, like that the, I mean, the guy seems to think he's the reason that, that Diary and Blizzard are, are such smash hits. And if that's true, where the hell are all his other great records? I mean, I enjoyed the Uriah Heep stuff he played on, uh, and, and of course he was in Rainbow, but even some of their biggest songs he doesn't seem to play on. So it's like, dude, it's sometimes, I mean, he signed those deals, you know, I think he he claims he won one of the lawsuits against Ozzy, and then he claims that he had uh, Sharon's father on board and they were getting ready to do another lawsuit against Ozzy and Sharon. But but that fell through after Sharon reconciled with her father. And he uh, likes to paint the picture. The whole reason she reconciled with her, with her father was to prevent this lawsuit that he was working on. And, and he claimed he had Sharon's father siding with him. It's just, dude... It's so funny, the reissues and all, you know, there he is on Brave Words and popping up all over the place, you know, spouting off again. It's just like, dude, where are all your other great records? I'm personally, I'm, I'm sick of fucking Bob Daisley. And uh, Ozzy's voice is freaking one of a kind. He is so amazing. Would he? Would he, you know... Would he win an American Idol competition as a young man? Probably not. Neither would Axl Rose. Neither would Bob Dylan, for that matter, or Johnny Cash. You know, it's like he—he's not—he's not, he's not going to be able to go do Broadway. But Ozzy has such a unique voice that's filled with such emotion, and you can hear that throughout his career, and that's what people relate to. So enough of that, and I'm sure people are pissed off because uh, some of the extreme fanatics love to attack Ozzy and and. You know, think, oh, you know, the big rich guy, he's ripping off the little guy like Bob Daisley. Well, it's like, like I said, Ozzy's records are great because of Ozzy's voice and Ozzy's direction. You know, what he did with those first two records was he, he you know, took the California attitude of Van Halen, you know, and combined it with what he was doing with Sabbath and really came, delivered something that was totally fresh and going into new ground musically, uncharted territory, if you will, and in my opinion, what he did with those, with Randy on those two records. I did find it interesting, you know, that they brought Rudy Sarzo in too, which uh, 
definitely at that time a younger look about Rudy than than what Bob Daisley had, at least in my opinion. All right, enough of that. So what else do we have happening here? We talked about Vinnie Vincent. We talked about Ozzy. And we made some corrections that I uh, that I that I screwed up in the last the last uh, live show. Thinking of June twenty eighth for the next live show, uh, Bud Friendly told me he might not be available that night um, because it's Pro Max uh, Bud's alter ego, uh, the real life guy who plays Bud. It actually works in the promo television world like I do, and there's a big in, uh, industry event here in New York City called Pro Max. Uh, but, and I, I was actually invited to a party on the 20, I think it's the 28th, but I'd much rather do a live show. And as long as I'm doing work at Bionic, um, we have an agreement that I can uh, do some some uh, talking metal lives with them. So let's, uh, let's hope that hooks, uh, let's hope that uh, works out. Hope uh, I think astronomy is available that night. So, talking metal forums, dudes, get over there. We're having a blast uh, attacking each other and yelling at each other in uh, in the forums and uh, arguing our points and uh, discussing things, getting news flashes. You know, Ollie the other day reported that Bono on stage at the Oakland, California show had mentioned that he might be uh, doing some, that you too might be doing some sort of work with Metallica and Green Day. So, which is wild. The first place I heard about this was on the Talking Metal forums, thanks to Ollie. So, not sure what what it is that they're doing together. I guess it's speculated it might be some sort of festival. Green Day, Metallica, U2. Could be interesting. I don't know how how much... uh, I guess I guess all those bands are just so mainstream at this point that they have fans that, you know, cross different musical genres, if you will. I mean, hell, I like U2 quite a bit, or at least used to, and I I would enjoy seeing them and Metallica on the stage together, you know, or, or doing sets, one set following another. Green Day, uh, and the same thing with them. I could deal with them for probably a 30 or 40 minute set if they played all the hits. I'm not like... Uh, crazy crazy green day guy but i think they have a couple a couple real hooky things i i never thought they were all that original but i mean they're they're enormous people love them and they definitely know how to uh, write a good song so very important all right time to check in with my baby monitor yeah son grant still sleeping wife and my other son harrison are out at a little birthday party it is 12 12 checking in with you from my basement here in maplewood new jersey talking metal podcast support me support what i do here on talking metal go to talkingmetal.com and buy a t-shirt i'd really appreciate you guys showing some support uh other ways you can support talking metal you can also support my streams uh, on Live 365 and the Mark Striegel Show by going, you can support all three of those things, by going to Mark Striegel Radio and opening up your uh, iTunes using the links that are located on Mark Striegel Radio or using the Amazon link. A lot of you guys might shop on Amazon on a, on a regular basis, so do me a favor. Just go to markstriegelradio.com and uh, log 
into Amazon using those links right on markstriegelradio.com. That way I get a little credit for any purchase that you make on, on Amazon. Anything, books, you know, MP3 player, music, whatever you buy, I get a little cut back, um, like 2 3% or something like that. Not much, but it helps and, and it shows that you're supporting what we do here, which we do for free. And, of course, there's no markup, you know, when you use the links on my site to visit Amazon or iTunes, for that matter. So, again, Mark Striegel Radio is the site. MarkStriegelRadio.com, that is. We have TalkingMetal.com and MarkStriegel.net. I'm not on Facebook, but John Astronomy is, so you can check him out there. I'm on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Striegel, S-T-R-I-G-L. And I am also uh, on Twitter as twitter.com slash talking metal. So join me in uh, any of those settings. Oh, gosh, I got the new Saxon here. Should we check a little new Saxon out? Haven't really done much listening to this yet. So uh, I, did, I did do a little bit. And I, what, what, I, what I briefly heard sounded really good. So let's check out. This is back in 79 off the new Call to Arms album by Saxon. Definitely support these guys. We will have links up in today's show notes that will open up your iTunes and take you directly to Saxon. Use that. And when, and when you know your iTunes opens up, like I just said, and you make a purchase of Saxon or any other music on iTunes once it's opened up using our links, we get a little cut of that. So even if uh, you don't want to buy Saxon, you want to buy something else, just go to TalkingMetal.com and use any of the iTunes links to open your iTunes and then just do a little search for whatever you're looking for, make your purchase, and that helps Talking Metal out. Even TV shows, you know, whatever you buy on iTunes. All right, guys, I feel like I feel like this has been a real boring episode, so uh, my apologies. We'll get astronomy back. I know you guys tend to like it better when we're both there together, which, uh, again, hopefully on June 28th, we'll bang out some more podcasts uh, in a live show setting for you. Thanks. You're Saxon. When we rode the mighty sign It swept across